Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Raider Wrestling Radio. I am Dan Giuliani, the head coach of Columbia High School, and this is something we've wanted to do for a while now. Figured now we have time to start this up. We're going to talk about Columbia Wrestling predominantly, but also anything else going on in the wrestling world. As of right now, you know, this is going to be maybe once or twice a month kind of thing because, you know, we're in the off season, not much to talk about, but we'll have some guests on. Today we have Mr. Magyar, the principal at Columbia Middle School. You know, this is going to be predominantly used more during the season where we'll have weekly episodes recapping the week in wrestling and hopefully have some wrestling interviews with our wrestlers, you know, at both the high school and middle school level. Talk with alumni, we'll talk with other coaches around the area. And anything that really comes to mind with wrestling. This being our first episode, kind of want to just do a quick recap of our 2019-2020 season. Kind of a turnaround year for us at Columbia. You know, the year before, we only had about six kids on the team. Uh, This year, we had 19. It was a huge turnaround to the program. A lot of those kids were young. We had 11 freshmen on the team. And a couple of them were first-year kids. But... You know, it was a great year for these guys. Uh, we had, in total, five district qualifiers, including freshman Cole Schulke, freshman Garrett Such, freshman Jacob Wasco, sophomore Josh Hickman, and junior Eli Caraballa. We also had our first conference champion since 2012, I want to say. Yeah, 2012. And that was Josh Hickman, who won the 120-pound weight class in the brand-new Lorain County 8 Conference. And at the district tournament, we had freshman Cole Schulke at 106 pounds become the first ever freshman in Columbia wrestling history to place at the district tournament where he took sixth place, just missing qualifying for the state tournament. So overall, it was a great year. You know, we were anchored by our two seniors, Captain Hunter Smith and Rhett Palmer. But this was a very young team and it showed at some of the dual meets. You know, we lost a lot of close dual meets that came down to one or two matches, something that's going to be we're going to grow upon and get better in the next couple of seasons. If you want to learn more about our wrestlers this year, we still have our virtual banquets up on our Twitter account that you can listen to and hear about all their accomplishments. So be sure to check that on our Twitter at CHS Raiders underscore WR. Looking ahead, we're really excited about the next season. We got, you know, as we said, we had two seniors, unfortunately, that are leaving us. But we have, as of right now, three eighth graders coming up that we're really excited about. The first one being Brian Jones. Brian started wrestling his seventh grade year and really took some strides and improvements towards the end of the year. Unfortunately, last year, he was battling an injury throughout the season, so he didn't have the season that he was hoping for. But we really have high expectations for Brian and can't wait to see him 100% in the room. Also coming up is CJ Duposky, who who was a first-year wrestler last year. Again, battling a lot of injuries, so he didn't get a lot of mat time, but he's a very athletic individual, and for especially for a big kid. And he's going to have some tough training partners in the room that are going to make him better. And then the third eighth grader coming up is Ethan Valentine. Again, like CJ, first-year wrestler. He, you know, as many first-year wrestlers go, he had a tough year. He was just learning the sport, figuring it out, but he's got a tremendous attitude and a work ethic, and we're really excited about what he brings to the table and the wrestler that he's going to become. Looking at our middle school team next year, 
We had a lot of 7th graders on the squad last year who were brand new to the sport. Coach Jenarakis did a great job, you know, introducing them to the sport, teaching them the basics. And they're only going to be better than what they were last year. Wrestling is a sport where, you know, one year makes a huge difference in your ability and skill level. So it'll be interesting and exciting to see how these 7th graders have grown from their first year into their second year as 8th graders. And we're expecting a pretty good group of kids to come up from the 6th grade level to join us in the 7th grade team. As of right now, obviously this would be the time period where we'd have individuals doing Olympic-style wrestling, freestyle and Greco, that aren't participating in spring sports. We'd also have lifting and open mats going on. But of course, with the pandemic currently affecting us, there's none of that going on. Once everything's in the clear and we are good to go, you know, we'll announce when we'll have our lifting, when we'll have our open mats. Not sure if we'll be able to have our youth camp like we did last year, but we're hopeful that we can at least get a few months in of open mats and lifting for our guys to get, and girls to get ready for the upcoming season. So for our first guest that we're doing on these podcasts, we have Mr. Magyar, the principal at Columbia Middle School and a former wrestler and wrestling coach himself. You know, before we get started with talking wrestling, uh, Mr. Magar, actually, you know, for this, I'm going to call you Coach Magar, since, you know, you are a wrestling coach or were. Um, you know, obviously, during we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, first and foremost, we want to know how you're holding up. Um, obviously, this has been a very trying times, you know, unprecedented for teachers and especially for administrators. You know, we've never been prepared for this kind of situation. So why don't you let everyone know, you know, how you and your family are doing right now? Well, thank you for inviting me, Dan. And I pre- and appreciate this. This is awesome. Uh, my family and I, uh, luckily, well, we're doing very, very well. Um, life, what it was before this, uh, was you know pretty routine. But trying to keep a routine, teach my three kiddos at home, and, and my wife and I are both in education and trying to do a good job in that. Um, it has made the days longer, but we got our health and. I, I, we really can't complain. Uh, we, we miss, we miss our students. That, that's one thing we talk about at home. We miss the kids, but um, I, I have struggled being a, a teacher in some of the subjects with my kids. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do feel the pain uh, for that parents are going through. I, I said this yesterday in a video I made to the parents, but I, I gave my daughter the wrong formula for one of her uh, assignments. And uh, well, it was all wrong. So I, I, I messed up and uh, there's a few days I have failed as a preschool teacher where my daughter doesn't want to do anything that I'm trying to make her do who's five years old, but um, it's, it's a learning experience, but we are doing well and, and I, we got our health and I'm good. And I guess I want to ask, are you doing good too, uh, Dan? Uh, uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. It's, yeah, it's been much, very difficult. Um, haven't been to the gym in a month now. Um, I'm chomping at the bit to get the wrestlers back in the gym and in open mats and, you know, teaching this way obviously is not easy. Um, you know, I just had a conference with a student and his mic wasn't working. So it was almost impossible to get him any help that he needed. It's, this is, yeah, it's been very trying, very difficult. Um, you know, helping my daughter, luckily she has great teachers. She doesn't need too much help. Uh, but you know, you, uh, I will say you and our administrators, Mr. Bansick, you know, uh, Ms. Atkinson, you know, Mr. Jump, um, you know, all of you guys have been doing a fantastic job helping not only the parents and the students, but also the teachers 
and the coaches during this you know time where we don't know what's happening and it's unfortunate that the ones that are paying the biggest price are the kids right now I think um yep it's tough yeah especially you're, you're right in that um I really feel for the seniors and you know hopefully this will make them stronger but you know, try to get on a lighter note here. Um, you know, why don't you give us your background, you know, as a wrestler and a wrestling coach so that the people at home, you know, understand where you're coming from. I, um, it was funny. I remember my dad asked me, you want to do karate or, or wrestling? And I thought of Hulk Hogan and WWF at the time. So I joined wrestling and I, I wrestled for the Mayfield Wrestling Club. Uh, my head coach was uh, Coach Tony Koss. And I owe, I owe him a lot. Um, they That was a great program to be part of. And I've been wrestling since second grade. That's when it started. I had a lot of success. I made a lot of friends. Um, then I uh, went to Brush High School. I I, I had a, I did well. Uh, some things didn't go in my favor. I, I did, you know, at times beat people I shouldn't have. Uh, state champs. But just I couldn't get out of the meat grinder. Uh, just injuries and just things didn't go my way, but that's how it goes sometimes. Well, you guys were at Mentor uh, right? for districts. But as the Mentor meat grinders at districts, it's uh, they only used to take three out, so they didn't take. They only took three, and um, I actually my closest I got was my freshman year, but uh, I hurt myself sophomore year, had pneumonia my junior year and senior year. I just I had a real tough draw, lost a close match, and then that's how how it went. But um. Uh, I, I had great coaches. I, I when I was done with high school, I, I had the most wins at the time. That was before they started wrestling 50 matches a year. But uh, I, I did wrestle. Um, I got recruited to run. I was a pretty good runner in, in high school, so I ran in college at Ball and Wallace. But uh, one year I said, you know, I want to try wrestling again. So I wrestled uh, one year at Ball and Wallace. I started at 149. It took me a little while to get used to it. It was a whole different way of wrestling and uh, taking a year off. I had to get in shape, but it was, um, it was a great experience. Great coaches again, made friends. And then um, I got into coaching and things not going my way was probably the best thing that could have happened to me for coaching because I knew how to prepare my wrestlers. It was that balance. Um, so uh, now I just kind of watch from the sidelines and, my kids wrestle me at home. So that that's my wrestling career in a, in a nutshell. It's, yeah, it's funny. You mentioned how like men are, I mean, it was literally called men or meat grinder. Um, it's still a tough district today, but nowhere near what it used to be. Um, I think consensus is that the toughest district in the state now would be the Alliance district for division two. Uh, you get out of there, you're pretty much guaranteed a state placement. Um, yeah, so the thing with me when I was, you know, in school, we are, we had one of the toughest sectionals probably in the state, the Brooklyn brawl. Um, now that's the independent sectional and it's nowhere near the level of competition. It used to be, we used to have Chanel, CVCA, Elyria Catholic was very tough. Columbia back then was a powerhouse. Kaga Heights, independence. It was, if you got out of there, you pretty much punched your ticket to the state. So it's funny how things change. Yeah. Yeah. Been 20 years but still things change it changed it's changed a lot yeah the teams uh there it was there's a lot of good wrestlers came out of mentor um but it's just it's how it was that was the this where it was and it's just if you get you're on a hot streak uh people that shouldn't have got out got out they they 
and you know, I think I, my problem was I, you know, I had to get out kind of was my mentality instead of, you know, just go wrestle and see how things go. And if it doesn't go your way, it's okay. But no, it was very tough. Some good, great wrestlers. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, one of the toughest things with wrestling. And that's what we focused a lot on this year was, you know, the rest, the right mindset. You can't go in there worrying about winning or losing. You just got to go out there like it's a practice and wrestle like you've done hundreds of times. And unfortunately that's easier said than done. We've been in there. We know the pressure that's on us that we mostly put on our ourselves. Um, so that's a very tough thing for all wrestlers and something we're trying to focus on. So yeah. you're uh, so when you were coaching, you know, you were at Midview for a while. Uh, well, how was your coaching style? What would you def- how would you define your coaching style? Well, I, I have to say I was, was very lucky. Uh, I got to coach with two great people, um, uh, Don Carmel and uh, Sean Bristow when I first started. And then um, uh, luckily I, I had a great assistant and uh, a great a parent volunteer and other parent volunteers, but uh, Bill Lawton was my assistant and uh, Matt Schneider, he uh, helped, helped me a lot. Uh, he, he was an alumni and his son wrestled uh, for, for us. And having those people help get me to, to this question, um, I guess the coaching part, uh, you know, one thing going back to wrestling, I did actually quit my junior year in high school. I, I was burned out um, just too much injuries and overthinking. I, I needed a break. Um, I did come back, but uh, that, that was a thing. Like, you know, if you got to know that balance, that's very important because too many kids in this sport stop and for the wrong reasons, it, it, you got to make it fun. But, um, you know, depending on the group of kids I had, a lot, a lot of it was the mental aspect. That's the, that's, that's what I focused on probably the most is how do I prepare them mentally? I could get to the physical part because that's where my college running in college helped so much with me is how do I peak them on Saturday? So I kind of made it like, well, we'll have easy days and hard days. But the thing is, how do I get them mentally prepared if they're down? If, uh, if they are in a close match, how do you keep yourself mentally focused and going back to the basics? So that was the first thing I really focused on. Like for one of the examples was um, when we did like live goes, you know, at the person that lost had uh, uh, 15 push-ups. If it was a tie, it was 20. And the person that won, they had the least amount. And I kept doing this and doing this. And I go, what are we doing wrong? Because the they were doing what I said. And one of the kids eventually said, because we should all be doing the most amount of push-ups. I go, yes, you never want to give in. So that's the stuff that I try to do teaching my kids when I coached. You got to always push yourself to those limits. Um, you have to do it. I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, so that that's one thing I did when I coached. I, I did a lot of mental parts behind it and I had a lot of success with it and well, okay so and then you know match day comes along what are we seeing are you are you in the chair you know sitting there or are you you know like me where you're bouncing all over the place on your hands and knees how are you during uh, match days I think in the beginning I was like that when I first started when I was more of an assistant but um as I got older I started just sitting back my assistant would do more of the yelling 
So I sat back, I watched everything. I was kind of thinking, okay, here's where this match is going. What do we want to do when the period's over? So that's how I looked at it. Um, I, I, what we needed, you know, as take a quote from um, guy coach with Don, the haze in the barn. You know, if we try to mentally prepare them, we put them in situations. If they were out of bounds, it was more me. I would get their attention and say, okay, stay focused. Here's the basics. Here's what you watch for. And I let them go. Um, that's, that's how I coached. When I needed to yell, I did. When there was something coming, I could see it. And it was, if it was like, you know, I, I didn't, uh, when I coached a close match or I'm at the junior uh, states or the state duels, uh, if it was something I needed to yell, I, I would bust that out. But I, I try to stay calm uh, just because uh, that's, I had my assistant doing all the yelling for me. So it, it worked out fine. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting, like that you say that, because I think when I was an assistant, I was, I'm pretty animated now, but <laughs> I mean, I try to keep it mostly like my belief is if I'm yelling something out to you in a match, it's already too late. Yeah. Um, and it's not like football or basketball where we're calling plays in. It, we're pretty much useless um, during matches, really. Um, you know, we could maybe see something. I, I try to hold it until there's a time when I can say something to them, like an out of bounds or a restart in action. Um, so over the years, I know I've kind of cut down on it more. That's why I prefer dual meets more than tournaments, because the only time we really get to coach is dual meets where we're kind of strategizing who to put in weight classes and how we're going to maximize our potential to win the dual meet. Um, you're, you're 100% right. You're, you're 100% right. And, you know, with coaching, some kids – it depended who I had a good uh, connection with. Um, some I never coached. Um, I, I, I just like, you know what? They do well with you guys. I don't care how big the match is. I'm standing back. I'm not messing up a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it's weird. It's, it, it's just, they did, I think it's more, as long as they know you're in their corner, I, the, I, I just want to give them that feeling that we got this, we're in this together. I I have faith that you'll do well, uh, so that's why I kind of never really yelled because some of them they d reacted the opposite way and they, and they started freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the key is knowing your wrestlers. So moving on with that, why should kids, boys and girls, because we are we are trying to build a girls program. Yeah. What about wrestling? Why should they do it? What's the benefits for them to wrestle besides you know winning? Um. For me, I, I probably owe it everything, to be quite honest. I was a really shy kid, um, not a lot of confidence. And then um, that, it, that's something it did for me. It, it gave me confidence, a ton of confidence and that uh, I could do anything. Wrestling is so tough. Um, I, I, I ran in college. I, it, it does, it's just not the same. Just, it's a grind. It truly is a grind. And if you can do wrestling, I really think you could do anything because you, you put, you really exhaust yourself. And the best way I could put it is it's like trying to sprint for six minutes. That's what a high school match feels like. And, and your body's totally exhausted. Then you got to go do it again. Um, it, it's, it's one of those sports where you get what you put into it. So if you don't work hard, you don't try your best, uh, you're not going to get the, the results you want. Uh, it's a sport where hard work will definitely pay off. Uh, so I owe it a lot. It, it, it helped me. Um, 
my whole where I'm at now. I, I couldn't do it without it. That's why I'm thank God, you know, the Mayfield Wrestling Club was was in my backyard growing up, and um, I, I I don't know where I'd be without it. Okay, so kind of some issues that you know been coming up with wrestling. Um, the first one is there's states have already put it forward, not Ohio yet, but you know we might follow that trend is cutting the number of weight classes. Uh, currently, we have 14. Uh, some states have proposed cutting it down to 13, maybe even 12. Um, and there's some things that back up doing that. For instance, I went through all the sectionals. 41 of them posted their entry grids with all the entries for each weight class. And this is how much time I have. I went through all 41 of those sectionals, and I found that... 106, the 106 pound weight class was the least, had the least amount of wrestlers in 14 of those tournaments. 113, the next weight class up, had the second amount of least wrestlers with 12. Uh, then following that was 220 and 285. So, and those are the areas they're looking to cut is the you know, lowest parts and the highest parts. That's where they seem to find the least amount of wrestlers. Would you be in favor, you know, of cutting weight classes? No, I don't think that's the issue. It's gonna, that's not going to fix wrestling. I, I know weight classes are definitely um, losing, don't have as many kids as they once did. But think of all those kids who are wrestling. There's still a lot of kids wrestling at those weight classes when you add them up. So where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to take even more potential peep students out of wrestling i don't know if that's the fix uh i think jamie milkovich head coach of maple heights legend in in this area probably in the country when it comes to wrestling i remember listening to him on the radio and he uh brought up you know what what's hurting wrestling is those rivalries everything's matches 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 and the dual meets that 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 friday night get in the gym and it's filled and you got a good wrestling match going on. And those are gone. Those don't happen anymore. It's it when when they are like what you did this year, Dan, bringing all those people in. That was a the atmosphere was awesome. I, I haven't seen like that since I was in high school. So that's that's what's gonna bring bring the popularity back. One of the things, but kind of weight classes. I think we're just destroying opportunities for kids. Uh, we need to get kids involved, and that's not that's not doing it just getting rid of them yeah i I mean i agree because now granted i had three 106 pounders so (laughs) it might be a little more biased and (laughs) so that's not a problem here that's for sure i mean we had a full lineup for most of the season but i mean it is tough to get kids out i mean only two years ago there was only six kids on the team so yeah it was pointless for columbia to do dual meets but now that's all we're looking for is more dual meets we're trying to get you know, more home matches so that we can get the crowds in. And I agree. Yeah. That's, that's, what's going to do it is nobody wants to sit in a tournament for, you know, all day to watch a kid wrestle maybe two or three times. Nobody wants to go yeah. to those. No, not, not someone that's just a person that wants to see a wrestle match from time to time. You know, if you're not a diehard, you don't want to be at a tournament all day. It's, the it's kids long. Be there. They, I mean, it's, yeah. they're just yeah. sitting around waiting for their match. That's that's honestly the one thing I don't miss about coaching is those, you know, I'd leave before my kids get up 
and when they were younger and I get home and they were in bed, I, ne- I didn't see them the whole day. Yeah. I mean, they are long days and that that's the average fan is not going to want to go to that. No. And I think that's why dual tournaments now are becoming more and more common. Um, as I'm trying to fill out our schedule, the only tournaments I'm finding right now are dual meet tournaments, which they're yeah. great. That's great. Cause it's always going to have action. The only problem is that's a the kids could potentially get nine matches in two days, which great for their numbers and getting experience, but that leads to a lot more injuries, which is something we got to be cautious. Yep. Of. Yes. hundred percent agree. I mean, we did, for instance, that Vermilion tournament, which is nine dual meets in two days. We came out of there. I, we had about four or five guys that needed about at least a week off. Some of them more had serious injuries and yeah. it's, it's brutal. So it's, it's the one tough thing is just finding that balance between tournaments and duels. Um, so, so, you know, you talked about what's going to help the sport. What do you think, you know, we keep trying to come up with ways that's going to increase popularity in the sport. They tried the two piece, you know, instead of the singlet, which ultimately I called that one, that was going to fail. Nobody wants, most kids do not like the two piece once they put it on. Um, you know, me personally, I believe getting more girls in and I'm big on trying to get you know, the Ohio High School Athletic Association to sanction girls as their own division. The girls state tournament that the Ohio high school coaches ran was a very successful tournament. So I believe personally that, you know, getting a girls separate division is going to be key because then you have more participants. But what do you think is going to really help the sport of wrestling? Um, I, I, like I said before, I agree with you. Um, having an own division that will help it grow for the girls. Um, unfortunately, I think what's hurting because a lot of, a lot of sports that are popular, there's money behind it. Uh, there's scholarships, there's, there's, uh, advertisements and wrestling has uh, lost a lot of that. I, I, college is dropping programs and I'm not going to get into legal stuff. I, I know there's stuff, there's reasons for it and some of it's financial, but, um, not, you know, there's no money in it. I think that hurts it too, uh, that it's not going to go and pay bills it, to be, go pro, I guess. It, there's really no pro for it. That does probably hurt it. Um, you know, there was a time when uh, most colleges had wrestling, so it was worth it. A lot of kids walked out with a free, with no no bill to pay because they could wrestle well, and that's hard to do now. So parents are probably going to focus on sports there's more scholarships or you know get your bang for your buck i think that does hurt it in my honest opinion yeah i agree and yeah seeing what's happened at a few colleges like eastern michigan and just recently old dominion yeah it's heartbreaking and especially since wrestling is probably the cheapest sport that they have to run yeah Uh, so need some shoes and a mat yeah so it's it's that's definitely yeah hurting it i think um but yeah, it's, I don't think cutting weight classes is going to help save the program, especially when, you know, you're taking away opportunities from kids that they can't help being what size they are, especially when you get lightweights, you know, yeah. if I could get you know, Cole Shulky up to 150 pounds, I would do that in a second, but you know, there's, you know, can't force a kid to gain weight just like we shouldn't be forcing them to cut weight either. Um, exactly. So, you know, you've, you've been with Columbia now for three years. Uh, you've been our principal there, and you've seen kids coming up. 
where do you see the future of our wrestling program? And, you know, we had that huge freshman class just this year. Uh, the, you know, you've seen all these kids coming up. Where do you see our future in this program? I, I see a good, a great future, actually. Um, I think what you're doing, you're offering opportunities. You're invested in their well-being with wrestling and outside of wrestling. I think that's, that's huge. And you're going to have uh, years where you have a lot of kids and years you, you might not have so many. That's just how it goes. But um, it's the excitement the, to, to stay and the way to keep them motivated. Uh, that, that is definitely uh, what I, something I notice that the program is trying to do is just not, well, I'm going to offer it and show up. And if they don't, well, you know, we try to figure out why. What, what do we need to do? Um, I think that's, that's a key part. And you're using methods that work uh, in your room to, with other programs. So you're, you're using strategies, methods that will make your wrestling program successful. And people see that. And when they see that, that they want to work harder because they know it's going to eventually work if they put their, their time in. So I, I, I see a lot, a lot happening for this program, it's very young. And if, uh, if people are patient, you're gonna have a lot of people wrestling down in Columbus. That's, that's ultimately the goal of that, and getting these kids, yep. you know, building them, you know, it's great if they could all be state qualifiers, that's honestly probably not gonna happen, but you know, as long as we get these kids developed and they come back as better people, that's mm-hmm. ultimately why we do this. Um, any way we can get you back into the chair and in the wrestling room? Uh, if I could clone myself, yes. But that, that's about it. I, yeah. I, I do miss it. Um, I, I enjoy watching the kids wrestle. Uh, they are, and they're, they're good. They're, they're, they're good. They win. Makes it, uh, makes it fun. But it, it would be tough because my kids are at home doing stuff and, and work does keep me pretty busy, unfortunately, in that aspect where if I want to help out more. Yeah. Oh, no, we understand. But, you know, you're always welcome in the room. The kids want – kids love rolling around with you. I know, you know, Brian Jones was bragging about how he got a takedown on you, so he was <laughs> for a Oh, he did, huh? Oh, yeah. I might have to show up, make, make sure he changes that. Yeah. <laughs> So um, thank you for taking the time out to uh, talk with us. You know, great to have you on, especially in our first episode. Uh, any parting comments you want to give? No, I, I appreciate this. I, I, this is awesome. Uh, wrestling's a great sport. It's one of those, if you, if you just give it a try, you're hooked the rest of your life. It, it's the only sport where there's, it's, you can meet anybody from anywhere if they've wrestled. You, you, it's like you know each other your whole life. I, I, there's no other sport like that. So th- this is uh, it's a we special. Have our, sport. We have our own way of walking. I mean, my wife says it all the time. You know, yeah. we walk differently than other. Yes, people. we do. So it's it is what it is. But um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, you've been a great help to this program. You know, especially at the middle school level, talking to kids and getting out, coming out. Uh, so thank you so much for being on. You're welcome. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Again, thank you to Mr. Magyar for being a guest on our first podcast. He has been a tremendous help and influence for the wrestling program and helping get middle school kids out.
He's done a fantastic job during this, you know, pandemic on helping the parents, the kids, and the teachers during this, you know, unprecedented time. So it was a great honor to have him on as our first guest. As I said, we'll do this podcast probably for right now once a month. If there's more interest in it, we can do a few more of these in a month. Wrestling is very important to the Columbia Station community. Wrestling has always been a powerhouse here, and we've been committed to bringing wrestling back to where it once was. Be sure to follow our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram at Raiders underscore WR. Thank you for listening to our first podcast. I hope everybody stays safe and stays healthy.